Get in, loser. We're going to adventuring. Hi, this is Daphne, your friendly audience surrogate. Rosalind, Ramirez, and Charles found a way to cure not all man of the fractal parasite, but now it's time to find out who infected him in the first place and why. Not all man gave some clues before he went unconscious, and the gang is following up on them. We now return to the action already in progress. So, um, there's a person who is severely injured on the ground in front of you on, on like, a board, and um, he's not dead, which is great. Mm -hmm. And he just told you that there is a rogue lab messing with this thing, which you've determined is a gray goo variant in a space which is decidedly not within the quarantine gray goo zone, but which he identified as a, a Titan missile launch complex in eastern Utah. So... Now that we've got him stabilized, um, yes. I would like him to show us where this is. Okay, so you're going to wait for him to achieve consciousness while, while he is while he is busy sleeping it off, as you, because mm -hmm. that's what would happen. Uh, what, yeah. How do you use the time? Well, I'm going to I'm going to report back in, and I'll, I'll mention to to Rosalind that I'm going to do so. Um, okay. Yeah, we're 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 going to stay audio only. Okay. Because um, nobody needs to see that popping up on. <laughs> <laughs> your screen if you're not mentally prepared for it. Um, of course, not talking rats. So what are we going to do? I was, I was uh, going to say, don't talk about Ramirez that way. That's right. <laughs> so so you, you call Akbar up, oh, who picks up because he knows you're in the field. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and he says, uh, essentially, you know, what's on your mind. So I'm going to I'm going to kind of in, in broad strokes. I don't want to spend yes. all day. I'm going to yes. you know kind of lay out what we've learned so far. Um, okay, you know the fact that you know we've we've made contact with this mysterious not all man individual yes. um, in a non Cinnabon red tape uh, scenario. <laughs> um, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention I'll mention Keck. Okay. I, I don't know if Akbar this rings a bell with Akbar at all. Uh, Akbar is um, besides the fact, of course, that his face is not made of human. Um, he's an excellent poker player, so he just he just nods like, okay, you've told me something, and I'm continuing. Okay. Um, so, you know, he's been infected by something. Um, we've uh, determined that it's um, very similar to Grey Goo. It may or may not be Grey Goo derived, but it's certainly Grey Goo adjacent. And uh, it's it's killable by electricity. We've, okay. We've apparently, yes. Ekbar is now looking concerned. Like when you say Grey Goo, like you had you you had his attention before. Now you have his interest. Yeah. And, and I, will, I will emphasize that this this was a kind of because it's not all man, yes. and he is mobile. <laughs> you know, bringing him in was really not feasible. And I made the executive decision to uh, try to solve the solve the situation in the field, as it were. Okay. Um, He's waiting for it now. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm not going to, you know, we'll leave it to his imagination. <laughs> I told him electricity kills it, and he I lied. saw him in the field. He's got this look on his face, and you can actually read him now a little better, which is sort of a, like, 
do you, do we need to be hiding a body? Well, yeah, you know, whatever the code word is for cleaner, not needed. Yeah, there you go. That, okay, Throw that, that's, that word out there. Code word. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, my my. You know, I I had a cup of coffee and it did not require cream. You know. <laughs> He visibly <laughs> relaxes when you say that. Yes, um, <laughs> but you know we we have specimens. We'll, we'll we'll bring it in, and again, whatever whatever the like over the air code word for for Rosalind is, which yeah, Rosalind yeah. would not know. Right, you know, like you know, you know, Agent Purple or whatever whatever that is. You can just say the CI. That, that's fine. Okay, you know, yeah. I'm I'm with I'm with the CI, and we've you know identified the, the problem and the solution, and we uh, believe this stuff has been originating out of an a retired Titan missile silo. So mm-hmm. I guess if someone at the firm could uh, research <laughs> where retire, you know, if there was an so Eastern he Utah, waves to like somebody else in the room. Like the whole like listen into this thing and like point yeah. down, and you are just struck by how bizarre the flipper hands look. <laughs> just it's so weird because it, it's just some guy doing stuff right, and it's right. it's like all flipper hand and red and like extra skin. Right. Yeah, just as things were starting to feel yeah. normal. Yeah. This, this, <laughs> oh, there's there is no more normal. <laughs> He's good at that. <laughs> yes. Never again, and so that, that's basically basically that. like I, it'd be nice to if there are can narrow it down to at least you know maybe two or three sites in eastern Utah where this that would fit this description. They literally, like as you're saying this, you get a little bling like a, like a, a map pin was added to your map program. Okay, there is there is act because that's such a specific thing. Right, there is actually only one site available. That's kind of what I was hoping. There's exactly <laughs> one decommissioned Titan launch facility yeah. in eastern Utah. Very good. So I, I thank you for the information, and we'll be investigating. And then there's a little note that says we're going to figure out who owns this thing, et cetera, et cetera. Okay? But, yep. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah. So um, Akbar thanks you for your, your continued excellent work, and uh, notes that he is completely available, you know, for any further information you might choose to pass along. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yes, I'll sign off. That sounds great. Uh, as you're signing off, like whoever whoever's in Akbar's office, wherever we flagged down, is a pretty good researcher. It is apparently owned by a subsidiary of the Chinese AI company Baidu, called Hundred Times Limited. So wait, a Chinese company? It's an American subsidiary, which is a fully owned subsidiary of a Chinese company called okay. Baidu, and the American okay. subsidiary is called Hundred Times Limited. Okay. So, who, uh, at, what, at what point did they purchase this uh, thing? Uh, about last six four months? months ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's suspicious. Yeah. Um, I'm also yeah. I'm I'm, I'm very interested. Do, can we um, perhaps track down any kind of uh, purchase order or invoice information that this this company like? What is this company doing there? Like deliveries? I mean, I understand a lot of this isn't like publicly available. This is just right. stuff, but. Uh, right. Get a sense of like what are they what's coming in what's going out. So you need to either hack their computer system to do it warrantlessly. Like they, they have, they, this takes longer, right? I, I understand. I'm, I'm just throwing this out there. Yeah, you could get a warrant and then try to find that stuff. 
but that's at that point you're doing like you know either either we either you assign a team of investigators to try to track stuff down and it takes a couple of days and whatever and they they, they might yeah. even not succeed yeah. or or yeah um yeah that's basically it no that's fine is is Charles having this conversation out of earshot? Yeah, he's having it by text in order to not be a dick to you. Yeah. Because oh, it's not. Okay. Yeah, it's just not your business. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, the yeah. Cool. The the body language of this is Charles is clearly communicating with the home base, and he's not being a dick about it. He's just doing it in a way that like he, Charles has confidence. As as do we all. Uh, like, why would you trust me to keep your confidences if I wasn't keeping my boss's confidences? Um, but it's very clear what he's doing. So if Rosalind wants a piece of that, now's a good time to bring that up. So we'll, 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 you know, so, I, I think I'm basically done with talking to home base. I will kind of like basically hang up with my phone away and, and walk back to Rosalind. Like, I'm going to say that like uh, Charles can do like a, what do you call it, like an augmented reality thing where he, his messages kind of show up if he wants them to, if they're high priority. Oh, sure. Like a heads up. Yeah, totally. So uh, I'll, I'll, po- I'll give you information as you chat with Rosalind as, in, okay. in a reasonable period of time for them to look stuff up. Were you asking about the missile silo? Yeah, so uh, as you can probably guess, this is uh, not exactly a abandoned blockbuster video kind of situation. There are uh, is exactly one site that fits the bill. It's a it's in a, a county called Carbon County in Utah. Oh, that was easy. So we could probably start driving there right now and not have to wait for um, our gentleman caller to uh, you know wake up. And, and just a, just as a point of order, you could probably uh, get to a clo- nearby military base and come into your air transport. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, now let's do that. Right, because because we're in northern Arizona, which isn't isn't right. But you could totally. What did you find out about this place? Well, it was uh, it was decommissioned, um, and whatever I don't remember the, the the time like when it was decommissioned, but it was purchased by a um, Chinese company, an American subsidiary of a Chinese company, about uh, four months ago, which is. Anything that happens within huh. six months is is always suspicious to me. Seems reasonable. Yeah. Got a name for this company? Uh, oh, it's called Hundred Times Limited, and the Chinese company is Baidu. Hundred Times Limited, Baidu. Mm-hmm. You got that, Ramirez? Ramirez is like, yep, got it. What do you want to know? Who are they? AI company out of China. The hell are they doing in a missile silo in Utah? Ramirez, Ramirez looks at you and like like pulls his sunglasses down and says, "AI company out of China," and puts them back up and starts think, typing away. I'm, pu- I'm pulling down stockholders' reports. You think they're interested in? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's up? Well, they're. I mean, the fact that they're. I mean, these are nanobots, you know, great goo, and they're right. Experimenting with them right. Is, you think is, they're trying to. Do something with it, or monetize it, or use it yeah. to make new technology, or could be could be a variety of things. My my concern is that it's um, you know this this Keck, whoever this might be, right, is is actually you know has ulterior motives. I, not just ulterior. I mean, he took this individual and infected him with something that looked like it was going to kill him. Right, and you know he. May you know his his shareholders, his 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 holding company or his his corporate bosses, may think that he's doing you know normal research on you know you know machine learning, you know, <laughs> you know type type stuff. And when when really he's kind of following his own agenda, which is 
I mean, I, and he kind of sighs and see, I hate, I hate to use the word super villainy, but uh, <laughs> it certainly sounds kind of super villainy, but this is apparently the life we live now. <laughs> so that, that, huh. that's certainly a concern. I agree. That's a concern. So I'm planning to investigate this, and if you would care to join me, that would be certainly uh, I, I'd be open. I I'm interested in learning more about this. This this worries me in a way that's hard to define. What I don't know, of course, is whether this is something that you know they're looking to monetize, or they're looking to deploy as a weapon, or they're looking to I don't I don't know uplift the human race via cyborgery i i don't know and if, the, if, if there's any irony in charles's statement as there's joe cheerfully runs down all of the plot ideas that i have been having for the past couple of months <laughs> and 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 rosalind sagely nods and says well sometimes good intentions have unintended consequences and regardless of what they're planning clearly the consequences here are getting out of hand I agree. And so I'm, I'm certainly, um, we, we have a quarantine zone on this type of thing. And if something is breaking quarantine, we've got to at least look into it. Yeah. So, um, you get a, a ping from home base. Uh, Charles does. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the essence of it is, is that hundred times limited is definitely a, a fully privately owned company as far as the, as far as the U S is concerned. It's not really possible to get information about anything other than like basic officers and things. Uh-huh. And that the property has been purchased in such a way that it's very clear. There are a lot of lawyers and that if you, there's no way to get a warrant in a reasonable period of time at this point. Yeah. You would have to either go to like one of the exciting new points of law being developed surrounding the gray goo or go clandestine. Or option three, you know, mm-hmm. knock down the front door. Also available. To- <laughs> it's sort of the, the anti-clandestine version of clandestine. Yeah. What you going to do about it? Has Ramirez so, found out anything interesting about what they've been recently purchasing, what they've been shipping out, what they've been bringing in? Do they have any? Essentially, sort of... what Ramirez finds on the dark web, he doesn't find anything, yes. anything on the on the main web. This is a privately owned company. They don't do press releases. Um, they, you know, like the, there's a few mentions of them buying up property, and that's about it. So what, whatever right. they're and doing, I, and I figure Char- Charles's people are finding that too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and whatever whatever they're doing, they're kicking it back up to the parent company, and they're just not talking about it. Right. Okay. Uh, that said, on the dark web, so you read a lot of rumors on the dark web, and one of the like really consistently repeating rumors that's always crap is that someone's putting together a super team because it's 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 the kind of thing that the paranoid like criminals would always be really worried about, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's just not something that's happened. There's not enough supers out there. They don't know each other. Not and like, like you, except as for far Charles as you know, group. there's like yeah, and that's it. And that and that's like yeah, they got an air force colonel. What do you want, right? And 
So like it's like a super group of two people, like an Air Force colonel and some guy that's stretchy. That's that's the plan. <laughs> so like it, it's not even clear how many like supers there are, and all you know, some, people have been keeping their head down, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there's a rumor, and the rumor is hundred times limited. Like he, and he never put it together because it has a couple different like variants. Like somebody called it like ninety nine ranch, which made mm-hmm. no sense because that's just a grocery store. Wait, I thought that was the whorehouse. Uh, yeah, there you go. And then <laughs> someone else said it was Dollar General, and you're like, no, God, it was like translated through Google Translate twice, right, or something. Uh, but he figures out that no, this is like the, the hundred times limited mm-hmm. is like there's. There are a few rumors of them being attached to supers in some fashion. Okay. I, I share this fact with Charles. Well, that's kind of what I was afraid of. I mean, it kind of sounds like it. I don't think there are a lot of ordinary people who want to hang out and manipulate gray goo into some sort of pathogen. Yeah. Yeah, certainly not, again, in, in such a clearly malicious or malevolent way. So I'm going to note something, which is that this is probably the most unguarded conversation Rosalind has had since the incident. Like she, she really has not just had a talk with someone where she basically said the things that she cared to say since then. Yeah. It's just nice. That's all. It, it is. So, um, we'll, I think the plan is, and, and I'm saying this out loud, mm-hmm. um, I will we'll drive, there is a military base about, you know, X miles from here, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to get a helicopter, and we're going to try to find this place. Okay. Uh, that that I'm, I'm telling you, the thing is the GM, that, and you can sit, do this while you're packing, not all men into the into the back of one of the two tr- two cars, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, oh, um, putting pillows text, and stuff. Yeah. I'll text Akbar. Does, does he want not all men? He'll, he'll take him. Like if you, if you want to drop him off, yeah, he'll he'll, he'll arrange for. A, I'm kind of. I'm still interested in having him wake up because if he's interested in helping out too, we can always use a. Yeah, extra he, he'll have trip. He'll have trip. Meet you at the at the base. Like he'll trip. Like come down to the base. You can leave him there in you know in quarantine, and trip will come down and, and take him over. Okay. Trip will be happy to see him. <laughs> trip will be the Cinnabon. Like trip really hates him, so like Akbar can trust Trip to actually like keep a, the appropriate level of eye on him. <laughs> for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. For what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for as far as that'll get you. <laughs> yeah. That that and three bucks will get you a Cinnabon. <laughs> <laughs> and a giant case of diabetes. Yet another thing Charles doesn't have to worry about. That's right. It's actually correct. <laughs> Stainless steel pancreas. <laughs> <laughs> nobody nobody doesn't like molten boron. I have an Isles of Longer Hans joke that I'm trying to make in my head right now, and I just I cannot <laughs> get all the way there. That's not, that's not happening. Don't 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 hurt yourself. I'll, I think it's Isles of Forty Mule Team, but like that's a really <laughs> yeah. long distance to go. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> yeah, we'll make this happen. Okay. Yeah, and these are all things that, that are within Charles Perks, and, and actually things go for once fairly smoothly. Charles, you you load them up. 
he's not so badly injured that he he crashes on you on the trip. Yeah. Ramirez is perfectly capable of making himself scarce while you have a conversation. Uh, Charles's rank and abilities are, are high enough that like if he has a guest, he has a guest. That's that's the friggin' rules. And uh, and Rosalind is perfectly capable of keeping her mouth shut and and you know sort of hiding behind Charles and wearing a hat. I was saying Ramirez better uh, keep his keep his head down. Rosalind's carrying a Rosalind's carrying a large duffel bag. It's got various things yeah. in it that include Ramirez and a laptop. Yeah. Which are searched and it's like, yeah, she's got a pet rat and a laptop. Okay. Those are things people have. And a few okay. drones. And a few drones, all of which are still things humans have. Yes. Uh, and that Ramirez manages to hide his rat sized electronics in a way that they are not detected. And his sunglasses. Oh, he's wearing those. Actually, they find the sunglasses, yeah. There we go, that's it. They find the doll I, sunglasses. I, sure. I, I enjoy dressing up my pet rat for Instagram likes. People have things. <laughs> Human privilege. Human <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. All right, uh, so you, uh, you, you go and, get, and do the faster of the helicopters, and I don't actually know helicopters know well enough to know which one you would get for such a long journey. I'm actually, Joe, do you think it would just be a... So are you going to try to land there, or are you trying to like jaunt over to a nearby base and, and we're gonna, measure from there? Yeah, we're going to get close. We're going to get within um, reasonable driving distance. Okay. Uh, and then probably at some point we'll, we'll be going on foot. Okay. Uh, then they have you take one of those cargo planes that has like those ridiculously low like takeoff requirements. Yeah. And, mm. So that like you can just like you can actually just literally put it down on a county road. It's not a problem. Okay. But I'm just for narrative stake. Uh, you, you don't happen to have a helicopter. You have a different thing which it does a di- which. You talking about like? Yeah. Okay. So are you, you're gonna buzz the area or what, what are we doing here? So we've. Um, well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be high up. Okay. High altitude. I yep. mean, of course, in, in in Utah, a military plane kind of drive flying by is not a big deal. That's correct, especially um, since you have like the maps that you need to stay fairly close yeah. to. And, and we'll take we'll take we'll take some pictures. Okay. Um, and then kind of you know while we're flying, we'll just kind of take a take a look at them and you know, get the get the lay of the land. Like Absolutely. if there's any new, because presumably I've got you know when it was decommissioned. Yes. Specs. Yes. On the shape of it. Yes. I want to see if they put up new fences, they put up new buildings, if there's uh, big piles of moved earth because they did some digging, things like that. You are you are correct. Uh, you're three for three. Let's put it that way. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So they they have fully taken this over and and invested it with something. Uh, there, there's a couple of buildings on the surface. Uh, so the, the way these things are laid out is there's like several small um, like chambers for. Control and living, and then there's like two big ones. There's a big um, machinery chamber, and a big every like big living space and, and and gathering space and stuff underground. And then and then all of this connects via tunnel to three silos, and then they've put up some quick buildings around it. Uh, right. And so it's very clear they they've just kind of dug stuff out in a general sense. Uh, and then um like the the big door that leads down into those buildings has a road leading up to it now, and there's people there. And then there's a couple of uh, like quick steel, you know, steel construction buildings around it as well. Are there mm-hmm. any vehicles around it? What time of day is it? Uh, I'm gonna say it's uh, four in the morning, because that mm-hmm. way you, you can swing by it without getting detected. Uh, there's totally stuff parked there, and there's a motor pool. Hmm. And do we Thank see you. any people walking around? Not at four in the morning. 
Uh, yeah, why not? Uh, you got infrared, so um, there's there's a security guard, you know, looking like it's a very pleasant four in the morning June night, and his job could be worse. Okay. So definitely, well, they're definitely like confirming everything that you said. Like they definitely purchased the space; they're definitely using it. And and I suppose like one building looks like the center building. If you were to guess, you would say that the reason that one purchases a nuclear bunker is to use it underground. Yeah. So, like. Did you say there's three silos? That is correct. There's three silos okay. connected by underground tunnels. Um, and the stuff that's on top looks logistical. Like, it looks like a warehouse and, like, an office building, maybe, and, like, a barracks. This doesn't look like a corporate facility. It looks like. If it was going to look like one, uh, you would say it looks like something akin to a corporation doing really careful biohazard work. You know what I mean? Like yeah. some, of, some of the labs are like kind of creepy like this, where they're like way off somewhere else, and there's like so, some structure for like burning everything down if you have to. <laughs> and a fence around the whole thing so nobody wanders in. Yeah, that kind of, which yeah. of course this this was already kind of pre-separated. Mm, true. Yeah. Well, this is all very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, give me a perception check from personalized medicine. Alrighty. I roll an eight. Okay, she manages to notice that because uh, Charles's attention is elsewhere that there are some vehicles, small vehicles on the ground, kind of wandering aimlessly. Like out, out, away from the space. Hmm. Almost like they're mining robots, or, or maybe patrols, but with a like a, a non-linear patrol pattern because you can do that yeah. if they don't get bored. Smaller than a human-powered vehicle, they look like they're like a little autonomous or remote-controlled. That definitely. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do we have a way to uh, detect like radio traffic? From, we're, we're pretty high up, so maybe not. Um, but that said, we're a military plane. I'm sure we've yeah. got some kind of listening devices. And... Sure. Uh, but neither of you are radio trained. What is the question you're um, asking? And I'll, I'll see if I can help you out. The question that I'm asking is, are the wandering vehicles um, communicating with one another and or is someone communicating with them or are they just wandering under their own autonomous program? Okay, so the question you're asking is: Are they doing? Are they broadcasting on some frequency such that you're getting some kind of weird digital result? Yes. The answer is: uh, You do not currently have the equipment necessary to do that. You need an AWACS plane, and somebody knows what they're doing. But it's a really good question. You know, you know how you have like the HD radio channels. So like mm-hmm. each each thing that used to be a radio channel is like 15 channels now. So you have to cycle mm. through them, which is fine. Uh, but you would need a, a radio to do that, and then you need a computer capable of like grinding through seven hundred channels right real quick, and then looking right. for something that that sounded kind of digital. And if you have that, yeah, you can answer that question. So it's a good question. It's just you don't happen to have the equipment necessary to test it. Okay. That was a pretty good line of bullshit. So I draw Charles's attention. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was that was that was very persuasive. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so you, yeah, you draw Charles' attention, and then the same thing, like mm-hmm. the, 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 the little self-driving patrol things or something, or they're prospecting for all you know. I don't know. Maybe that maybe they're looking. Maybe they're looking for something on the grounds. How far are we from the Grey Goo quarantine zone? Hundreds of miles. How far are we from the uh, nuclear weapons site? Uh, also hundreds of miles. That's that's like in the northeast corner of Utah. Right. In Vernal. 
Poor Fernal. Poor Fernal. Fernal's having a rough time, and it's not getting any better in the alternate timeline. Is there any um, Mm -hmm. vegetation around? Yes, it's 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 a land. Oh, okay. So it's not not a totally sterile-looking area. No, it looks a lot like someone put a fence around something that you know was pretty. But I mean, it's it's dry, right? There's not a ton of stuff there, but you know, there's bushes and things. Right. Tumbleweeds make their way across. It's not just paved or something. Okay. That's correct. Well, it looks like they've they've got an operation there. It looks like they've got robots. Yeah, they're certainly uh, valuing their security and privacy. Hmm. All right, so we're going to take about five minutes to decide what we're doing, and then we'll implement. And ask me okay. lots of questions, because obviously this is a kind of open-ended problem. Yeah. So I guess the question would be is if, if we're going to sneak in there um, and we get caught, how do we sneak out? So my question is, has, has, has Trip explained to Charles how to use the airport? Uh, so far, Trip is the only person who can get in and out of the airport. And he hasn't. And the way it seems to work out is you have to actually. Apparently, you have to actually get the math by happenstance. It's like Trip. It literally has a PhD in this exact thing. So, like, yeah. you have to be kind of there. Like, there's like 30 okay. people in the country who could really be expected to do that. And, and how not all man uses it remains a mystery. Well, you know, he's he's special. <laughs> he's teleport savvy. So that might be the other way into it. But of course, you know. <laughs> that opens up a whole a whole host of other questions. Yeah. I, I yeah, I'm not in the mood for that. <laughs> uh, you, Don't slap you can me. Totally give Trip a call. That's <laughs> that, that's actually allowed, right? Like uh, I, I'm not demanding that uh, you guys stay separate. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sizing it up at the moment. No problem. Um. So looking so, at this. Oh, go ahead. No, please. Looking at this compound, how many entrances are there um, sort of in, into the compound? There's a perimeter fence, right? Yes. There's one road going in and out? Oh, of course. I, that, that's the whole point of this business. Have to ask. No, no, it's great. I, I'm with you. I'm just, I mean, you, you could go over land, but there's a road. Right. Yeah. Well, the, appro- the approach to this place is either to paratroop in or to, uh, to, to approach by foot. You know, who would fly the plane? Who? Well, autopilot. Okay. You know, the, the big inflatable guy comes out of the seat. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I've seen the movie. I know how this works. Ramirez oh. helpfully offers that he's really good at drone piloting. Oh my God! Ramirez could totally fly the plane. <laughs> that would make me so happy. <laughs> it would make Ramirez happy too. I he so. But by the way, Ramirez is one hundred percent down with that plan. Like he he will totally oh, land the plane somewhere fast. Rosalind does not feel like that is a good idea. Ramirez is producing telescoping gripping claws yeah. from somewhere. <laughs> Rosalind's like, I didn't put those in the duffel bag. Yeah, toothpicks, chewed gum, and uh, bits of string. Like. There, there, there are rolls of duct tape and electrical tape just appearing next to Ramirez at this point, <laughs> and dowel rods. One of one of his uh, untapped powers is summon duct tape. Scrounging. Yes. Which a 
scavengers. Charles is like, I didn't realize we had those lying around the cockpit of this machine. Oh, yeah, it wasn't in the cockpit. He, he, is, he is looting this airplane. Like, he is, he is <laughs> so completely down with this plan. So he's, he's torn between visibly deflating so you would all would see it and his absolute confidence that eventually you will come around to his point of view. Uh, good luck with that. <laughs> now, Ramirez has a couple of drones. And if yes. it's useful, we could use those for remote uh, scoping out at ground level or for providing us with an additional you know, set of eyes while Absolutely. we are there. But they are drones, they're reasonably loud, they're detectable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thinking about the layout here, again, we've got a road leading in, and I'm guessing that the first place that it goes to is some of the above ground buildings and outbuildings. Exactly correct. And then the silos are further back from that. That's also correct. And what's and, and behind the silos there's a little bit more like Scrubland, and then there's the the back part of the fence. Well, in what particular, the, uh, um, the mountains start toward the edge of it. Mm-hmm. What about the old, uh, you know, '60s era air ducts, air vents? For the they are, um, yes. Okay, so you, you, uh, the home office gives you a map of what a Titan facility looks like. Uh, yeah. They exist. You don't know what modifications, if any, have been made. At the time, they they were graded to make it impossible for a person to get in because that's how those people thought. Unless you happen to have an arc welder attached to your arm. There is a, uh, there are a series of solutions available to that problem. Yes, include, including my fifty strength. Uh, also, <laughs> you can send the rat in. Yeah. Also true. Uh, the, the, you, you actually have a lot of tools for that problem. Yes. Yeah. So I, th- I think that's kind of probably number one on the way in. I'm watching the guard on the IR scope while we're kicking this around. Is is the guard guarding in a competent manner, or is he staying in one so, place looking like he's playing solitaire? I'm going to shoot this down a little bit. You did a pass and took lots of pictures and video. Mm, yes, you're right. Okay. So, um, But um, you would assume that in the manner of all guards who are guarding a completely empty space at 4 a.m. At 4 um, in the morning. First of all, he's probably not the most attentive. Secondly, he is starved for stimulus. So it goes both ways. Also, I've decided that this particular guard is male. That does not mean that all guards in this area. Because as as it turns out... Yeah, well, you know, thank you. Um, 100 times limited is an equal opportunity employer, and diversity is an explicit corporate goal. Very good. Thank you. Thank goodness. Well, they're not, like, bad. (laughs) I mean, I mean, they're 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 trying to genetically modify a uh, human invading biomechanical organism, but they're not monsters. Exactly, exactly <laughs> so. They are responsible corporate citizens, and do not wish to open themselves to EEOC lawsuit. Right. 
mostly because I would open their books. You're so correct. Like no, no one is more more devoted to maintaining appearances. <laughs> they always pay their taxes on time. Absolutely, everybody drives the speed limit. <laughs> so I, I, I'm thinking if Ramirez is amenable, he should investigate the air ducts to see if it would support my weight. So that involved, there's a series of intermediate steps there. You have to get down to the ground. Sure. Ramirez has to be well, that's you. I, you know, we're going to land someplace maybe like, you know, one ridge over. Sure. Yep. Back in the mountains, thing. uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to rule that there's a, uh, there's, a, there's a Humvee in the back. You, you were smart enough to bring one with. Okay. It's a C-130. The, you can just do that. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, we'll, we have a topographical map of the area. And Absolutely. We'll kind of chart a course that's going to take us via Humvee to within, you know, reasonable on-foot distance to one of the ventilation docks and then approach on foot in our ninja gear. Okay, um, mm-hmm. that's reasonably doable. Uh, you are concerned you will be detected during the tr- either in a vehicle just being clo- reasonably close by to the to the you know to the edge of the property, or during the traverse where you actually have to go onto the property physically and you're not quite sure how they detect. Oh, so the ventilation there. ducts are are inside the fence perimeter. Oh yeah, totally. Like they're 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 right next to the things. Yeah, everything is very like, the security. Because typically right. these things are these these things typically go at angles. Yeah, but it's all within the all within the facility. And this one, I'm trying to think like, so I I, I actually did my research on this. Um, Gasp! I know. <laughs> so there's a um there are a couple outbuildings. I'm 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 looking at this uh. Uh, called diagram in my mind. This is a vast space because it's uh-huh. three silos and then it's like a connected to like a central area, right? So it's it's like a couple hundred acres. Okay. So even if it's at an angle, they can go totally have the uh, the ventilation shafts like come up again a little ways off. That's fine and be hardened and still be very much on the property. So it would be more of a um, like get on the property and have Ramirez do some like jogging down there to see what's up. And there's no guarantee it's like I think you can probably get a person down there. I think they would not expect that. I think that's a per- thing that might happen. Yeah. Especially somebody who doesn't have to breathe or you know like has abrasion resistant skin. If only we knew such a person. I'm not sure who you're, who you're describing. I mean, this could be this could be anybody. It could. Yeah, there's, there's a number of people that fit that bill in this particular world. So I think that's the plan. Okay, so the plan is to sneak onto the property then. Yes. Okay, so that's. I fine. think that so makes you, more sense. I think that makes more sense than paratrooping. Yeah, the, 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 not least of which being because you're sending a pilotless plane to crash somewhere unknown. <laughs> it's just it does feel somewhat irresponsible. Autopilot, I'm serious. <laughs> Eventually it runs out of Ramirez is super sad about this though. Oh he knows there'll be another chance. Like he he, he plays the long game. He's not he's not messing with you. He's just he, he's being a good soldier because this way the next time you will come through for him. You <laughs> will totally trust him. <laughs> Alright, um okay so you uh yeah so here's the thing. It pretty much works. Like it's again four thirty five in the morning, right? It's really dark. Um, it, the moon's okay. You can see uh, both of you have like Rosalind has really good vision, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and Charles has inhumanly good vision. 
<laughs> so both of you get on there. Uh, the and and Ramirez has outstanding vision. Exactly. No, I, I'm the, sorry. He um, has outstanding smell and hearing. That is correct. Yes, Plus, he's yes. not really helping. He's sort, of, sort of watching on the shoulder. <laughs> um, you're able to pretty much avoid the little like critters driving around. You're not quite sure what their thing is. Uh, and um, so you, you and you get to the, the uh, to what where one of the ventilation shafts should be according to the you know the structure that you were given. And sure enough, there is totally a ventilation shaft there, which has been recently restored. You can also see from a distance, that there are totally cameras on the ventilation shaft. So even if someone isn't watching those cameras, you will be recorded approaching. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you choose to destroy them, which brings up other problems. Well, I mean, I, destroying them is, is certainly on the table. How, well, I'm, uh, I'm at a distance before it spots you. How, how's, their, um, how's, how's the security on the cameras is it possible to hack into the cameras and for example replay a 15 second loop of camera footage over and over rather than the cameras actually broadcasting what's happening uh not from a distance the the approach is the tricky bit i mean ramirez is pretty mm -hmm. clever and all that but uh, we did not mm -hmm. actually buy him those powers and also no, we did not. um we well, think about it, he's like yeah uh, he could if given the proper tools cut through the fiber optic cable Connecting the camera, like or, or the power. Proper thing. tools. Proper, he's a rat. He can he choose. Can actually, I just yeah. saying. His proper tools are his choppers. He does. He looks offended. <laughs> but like, Come on. like you know, he'll take the scissors off of your off of something and and, and work as or like a little little like you know Swiss Army knife, right? And he'll, he'll saw through it. That's not a problem. I think that while a rat running across the security camera might not excite anyone's attention, a rat carrying a Swiss Army knife might. Ramirez makes the case that they wouldn't even be able to see it. It's just too small. We can give him a fur-colored pocket. Yes. Oh, I, this keeps getting better. Back a pack up. Yes. A, little, <laughs> a rat pack, if you will. Oh! That, that, that's not acceptable. <laughs> All right, so you, you talk this over real quick. You come up with a clever plan that will totally work, and it does. So Ramirez uh, manages to, to creep over there. He cuts the wires to the uh, cameras and allows you to approach at least this much undetected. You're actually on the property, and, and they don't. you're pretty sure they don't know you're here. So far, yeah. so good. So what, what is the nature of the ventilation shaft aperture? Uh, Ramirez like scales it out while you're approaching. Um, there are very heavy metal grates. Uh, to not necessarily to keep people out, but to keep uh, varmints out, as it turns out. Okay. Uh, so that's not possible. Ramirez can get through there, but he's not sure what you would want him to do once you got there anyway. Well, I do think, really think we'd be interested in knowing. Um, Just do a quick scout? I, I would say the, the quick scout to determine if it's pretty much still in the same shape and orientation that we have on the maps. Okay. Um, he can figure out if, like, the the first one or two rooms is, right? Yeah. Uh, and he goes down, uh, you know, and after mm -hmm. about five minutes, he, uh, and then he communicates with um, Rosalind psychically and relays to as, her as that... As, as one does, yes. <laughs> as one does. Uh, and he relays to her that, yes, um, like they've, they've occupied it. It's full of, like, um, let's see, this is a shaft to one of the... Uh, machine rooms, and they've definitely like replaced everything in there with newer stuff, 
and there's all kinds of like power generation equipment and lab equipment and stuff. Does it look like a biology lab? Like, are there petri dishes? Are there incubators? Are there animals? Uh, there is not. There is not a full lab in the room that he's looking at. It is a. It is a machine shop and and generation space. Okay. And sure, that's completely possible. My experience is that. In the ordinary laboratory world, and maybe this place has superior air handling, when you mm -hmm. walk into a building where there's an animal facility anywhere in the building, even if you're yes. three stories and six locked doors away, your yes. nose tells you that you're in an animal facility. It is definitely not an animal facility. Ramirez can tell you that. Okay. He says, all right, and then, and then just to add a little foreboding, he says, I definitely smell fear. Now, I guess from, from Charles's perspective, let's say he, he takes some photos, he collects some information, whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. Is this something that is actionable in, on, a, on a relatively fast basis? Borders like of Trump. Charles's power are interesting. They haven't really been tested. Because, like, this is a world in which the government will occasionally throw a nuke at something. Right. The real question is, actionable, I, how much juice do they have uh, within the government? Because that, that's going to that's going to determine, like, if he can come back at the head of the cavalry. So there, there's two things, right? Can he just go in there and get in trouble and get out of it because he's high enough status? The answer is that one is all, it's probably yeah. Actually, the best they can do is kick him out. And if they fight him for real, then it's going to be really it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Okay? But but that might be in Charles's career too, like or he might get them embarrassed, or God only knows, right? Yeah, I, I'm kind of where I'm going with this is I'm trying to figure out what what the end game of today is. Okay, if, uh, if from I a narrative question or from a uh, thing, well, just from a strategic um, again, just just litigation standpoint, because if they're doing something illegal, right. And I collect information and that, that proves that they're doing something illegal. Then you can like come back with a warrant and human experimentation, you know, something so like that. So as of now, none of this is legally action, legally actionable under like domestic law enforcement because there's no way this search is remotely legal. Like th this is just not only would it would a judge suppress this, but they would be mad at you for doing this, and because you make them look bad. Okay. That said, this is an odd situation. And there are there are domestic agencies in the in the dark timeline, right, which have way more power than they should because of this sort of thing, uh, of which Charles is a member. So he he could almost certainly call in everything Akbar has if he wanted to. Okay. All right. Just I'm just trying to. The question is, how good are their lawyers? And it turns out they have a big blast door they can close. So, so maybe they just close up and wait, wait till the lawyers slug it out. Yeah. Okay. Just trying to, just trying to shape, shape the problem space okay. as it were. Ramirez is, is still hunting, and he, and he looks and like you get this moment of kind of awe and misery in Ramirez. Huh. And and you just hear him whispering, "They're keeping kids here." See that? That's that. There are kids here, like a bunch of kids. That that'll do. That'll do. Yeah, that's enough. Hulk smash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I've determined I don't like kids, so donuts, folks. That's right. I can't relate. I can't relate to those creatures. Excelsior, good sirs. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, that that that's not cool. So we're gonna we're gonna shut this place down. 
Okay. And uh, how, yeah. uh, how are you going to start with that? So you can literally just jog over to the main entrance, just walk in. Like, that is a thing you could do. They, they, they don't have could... the blast doors down. Or, or you could use the plasma cutter to cut through the grate that Ramirez went through and go in that way. Yeah, I think we're, we're going in. Okay. And uh, we're going to start causing so just, some trouble. With you and me, like, if we were, if, if we were to, to plasma cut something like a, a human hole, we're talking, like, what, about 20 minutes or so, you think? Well, we're, we're not plasma cutting anything. I'm going to rip it off with my 50 strength. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Excellent. <laughs> well, what the, of course. <laughs> Charles like, like notches it with the plasma cutter just to get just to get it where he wants it. Yeah, just and then just scored in a few places. <laughs> all right, Charles, Charles all scores do. scores a couple of bars and just just sets his feet and like you you, you hear you hear like the hydraulics wind up right. And just kong <laughs> like the first one comes off, grabs the next one, kong and it comes off. Well, now people know you're here, but well, I know something's. I was gonna say every time this happens, Rosalind's going shh. No, no, we're we're. We're, we're going that. And then, uh, and then Charles just like slides down. I'm going to rule that there's an air shaft you can slide down. That's that's way more awesome than anything else that could possibly yeah. happen. Charles just yeah. like like vaults in and slides oh, wait, down. Wait, no, no, no. I say, I say, tell Ramirez to watch out. I'm coming. I, I was, <laughs> I was actually about to do a, ro- a warning to Ramirez. Outstanding. <laughs> Look out! There's 500 pounds of dirt coming your way. Well, Ramirez isn't necessarily by the entrance anymore. Right? He's been looking around a little bit, but he's like, yeah. oh, but he, he might have come back. Yeah. So, so Charles goes, goes goes rocketing down this thing, and Rosalind could follow if she wanted. By the way, Rosalind's gonna follow. I'm not gonna stand around outside. Yeah. yeah. So Rosalind goes following after, and Charles like bursts down through like a, like some ordinary grates in a ceiling, yeah. Yeah. and lands in what's obviously a machine shop. And there are alarms. Oh yeah. Everywhere. I turned down my ears. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Into the room run a couple of security guards. And your Charles is standing there and he is magnificent. Yeah. He's furious. Yeah. And he's in he's in uniform, like what, what, what night fatigues essentially. Yes. Like his eyes are black. He's so upset. And there's just dust and everything billowing around him from his entrance, and the floor is cracked where he landed. And these two, sec- I will say, these two security guards round round the corner, and they're just staring at him. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say I'm with the federal government. I'm shutting this place down. If you resist me, you're going to jail for a long time. All right, presence att- that's a great presence attack, and uh, add two d six because that was a good one. <laughs> I got a 27. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> Both of them de- seem to decide individually this is well above their pay grade. And they, uh, one of them's like, okay, d- uh, d- stay here. And the other one's like, dude. And like, it just yanks them and they, 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 just, they just leave. They're like, I want nothing to do with this. This is so bad. But there are alarms still going off everywhere. Oh, I understand. Uh, so you're in the middle of a machine shop. There, there's one exit and entrance uh, that, the, that the security guards just went in and out of. Yeah, we're, we're going through that door. Okay. Uh, you Ramirez want to go, is... Yeah. Ramirez, Ramirez is going to show us where to go. Ramirez is just watching and, and relaying information. So yeah. uh, across the hall, there is um, an opening to like the um, living facilities and, and, and space and everything. And then there are hallways leading down to various places. Uh, which one do you want to do first? Um... Well, living spaces. I'm sure that's just guard barracks and stuff. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, that's pretty much so it. Go and that, in fact, they locked the door behind them when they when they ran in there. Fair enough. <laughs> they they no um, doubt. I, is 
you know, it occurs to uh, to to Charles at this point that he yes. did not make arrangements with Rosalind. Whether she's coming or not, well, she she just she arrives basically. Like, she, okay. she, yeah. well, she couldn't like rocket down the way you did because she couldn't be quite so certain of landing well. I have right. brake fall. Right. I actually could. <laughs> sure, it's concrete. You know better than that. Uh, but like, but, but you get down to the ceiling. Like, it's, it's a high ceiling. Like, it's it's like two stories up, like twenty five feet. But Rosalind like okay. like spots a thing to land on, and you know, lands and twists her ankle, and and it's fine because she is friggin' regeneration. So whatever. <laughs> Too stunned. Recovery. Exactly. Done. Right. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Well, so we're looking up and down this hall, and Ramirez is telling us where he where he saw the kids. Yeah, where the children. So it, it's in one of the silos. Okay. Uh, so um, you go jogging to... toward one of the silos, and you enter a silo, yes. and I'm I'm going to paint the scene. So these um originally these had like like catwalks along them, and like in like kind of a spiral thing, and there was stuff on them. But I guess they were supposed to get burned up when the thing launched. I I, I wasn't quite sure what this particular aspect of the uh, uh, the plans meant. But anyway, the, but in this case, the entire space has been you know like reclaimed. And so in the middle of, of the space, there is a huge tank of some sort which has like lasers pointed at it, and it's like clear, and there's like a, a magnetic field inside of it that's shimmering, and in the middle of it, there's like some gray goo. Along the sides, uh, there are all kinds of things. There's biolab stuff, and there's just layers and layers, all, all kinds of di- just different current tech and future tech and past tech things going on. And then right where you would expect the rhesus monkeys to be, there aren't any. There's, it, it's just a, a bunch of kids who have apparently been sedated because they're asleep. How many? Any- Seven kids. Perception checks for all of everybody. Uh, I got a 13 out of 13. Excellent. I got a nine. All right. We're in combat time. You both realize this right in time. <laughs> All right. Who because are we? Yes. standing near the cages with children in them is a disheveled-looking man in a lab coat, and you can't help but notice he is partially covered with gray goo bio stuff like some kind of odd Borg cosplayer. Okay. And he says, in a somewhat unhinged voice, You are stopping progress! I am the balance between the goo and the current future, and I am the way forward. I am the vital center. And I command my minions to attack! And four really creepy-looking... Like half humanoid, half animaloid robots start moving toward you. Hello, Michael here. Thank you for listening to our 17th episode of Get and Loser, where we're going adventuring. We're playing Champion 6th Edition. Thanks, as always, to Brad Padre for our intro, outro, and interstitials. Thanks also to freesound.org for sounds and tabletop audio for background music. Thank you to Shanta for helping me flesh out the plot. Please leave a review on your podcast player of choice and tell a nerdy friend about us. And I think this is a really good place to pause because the next two acts are going to be fantastic. Okay. <laughs> that sounds reasonable. That is fine. That was great. Thank you so much. I even got a, I even got a great introduction out of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, so, and Charles in the back of his head is like, God damn it, this is like basically a comic book supervillain. <laughs>
It totally is. It like the, <laughs> like it. <laughs> yes. You're but slowing down progress, it. man. Like this is this is you're ideological you're ideologically inappropriate. <laughs> and, and you you can hear you can hear the capital P in the word progress. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Progress. He, he is he is the vital center. <laughs> and if there's one thing the vital center is always in favor of, it's more violence. Oh, oh, oh. Womp I'm just enjoying the idea that you could uh, search Airbnb not only by you know number of beds and location and whether there's Wi-Fi, but also whether you are permitted to record podcasts on the premises or not. You have to go to deep advanced search to get to that one. <laughs> Super well, now, advanced. Now I really want a button labeled deep advanced search. <laughs> that makes me really happy. <laughs> This is a good okay. world. It is a good world. Narratively, I will tell you, and we're going to edit this part out. Did you do sound? If you go for cavalry, if you go for the cavalry, it's a very different story from the one that I have planned. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if it becomes a legal battle, then like you're bringing everybody in, and I, that's great, but it's a really different story, and I don't know how much time Robin has. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, might, that might be parts seven, eight, and nine, right, where... <laughs> Right. And then also Rosalind may or may not be part of that, which might be interesting in and of itself, right? That might be the story, is that Rosalind gets to know all she knows, then she has to wander off. Right. You're trying to figure out, like, if this is one of those things where, you know, we're going we're gonna to see something and Charles is like, you know, i got to take care of this. Now it's pretty- Actually, narratively, <laughs> what would Charles need to see to be like, okay, we're just going in? Well, certainly anyone in danger. There is. Let's go back, because that, that's yeah. fine. I'll, I'll edit this out and it'll, it'll, it'll sound really good on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, my nose is itchy in a place that you can't really scratch, you know? I believe that. (laughs) And I'm trying not to, like, poke at it Mm -hmm. because that's not what you do. Yes, yes, I've been spritzing it and things. Okay, 